0: coming. <laughs>
1: Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince O'Cardy and your host, Racetrack Rolfie.
0: Ah, the killer's back again. Mr. Brightside, what a fantastic day of racing. Audio there courtesy of Sky Racing. Darren Flindell's call and, of course, Matt Hill's fantastic work via racing.com. Five group ones at Rose Hill the All-Star Mile at, uh, at Mooney Valley, and it was terrific racing. And Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals, help me, brother. I'm not going well with my voice.
1: <laughs> oh, Ruffy, but you sound the best I've ever heard you. <laughs> That's fantastic.
0: Isn't that an indictment on what I normally sound like? <laughs> well,
1: no, because maybe, you, you you know, you're preparing yourself for a movie and you need to, you know, adjust, <laughs> and this is the, the, the different Ralphie for today.
0: That's it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, well, Vince, I Hold reckon on. the theme was, you're too smart, because after the Goolstar Star you said the Hayes boys, you're too smart. Nashua Willie, you're too smart. Chris Waller, you're too smart. William yep. Haggis, you're too smart. Well, uh, Animo, you're oh. too good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Jay Pride, you're too smart as well with uh, Maria and Mia as you said it was it was flat flat pancake run city and he was the headache course so some real high quality racing
1: high quality is an understatement. I was so excited after the event and seeing the performance and some of those numbers. It was it was actually <laughs> you know it's like when you want to beat your chest, you say, now that's that's what I want to see. You know, horses getting into the fives, right? And having yep. that capability to go in the next step. But where are we going first? Melbourne or Sydney?
0: Well, look, let's start with Sydney because obviously it was a deeper card. And also, I want to ask you about your helicopter view of the day. And I'm going to – I like comparing masters here. And this is Dominic Byrne, who's associated, as is well known, with the Godolphin team. So I think he has Mm -hmm. to say things in a bit of a cryptic way. But he's put this tweet out yesterday. Some legitimate questions if someone has answers, please. Rose Rosehill yesterday. One, is the penetrometer reading on average that includes the shoot? If so, what percentage of shoot readings contributed to the overall reading? was the announced irrigation applied equally in the shoot? I guess what I'm saying is, what does anything show you in the helicopter view, Vince, that you do with your work that uh, Rose Hill played unevenly and the hoses were out?
1: <laughs> oh, the hoses were out, man. Yeah. Make no mistake, they were out. This, that, that's the disappointing part about what happened on with the meeting, that those hoses were out. And you can just see clearly in the numbers, okay, if we're looking coming out of those chutes, well that was definitely no problems there that track was uh, a lot quicker but if we talk about everywhere else the pace virtually in all the races realistically was too low and when i break it all down the best i could get the track was minus 1.68 length below the standard to the 800 meter mark and if i split the two we've got one above benchmark this is out of the chute yeah and Coming around all the turning races, it was more like two point eight. So it was like as if the tra- well they they said in the morning, Ralphie, the track was S five. Yeah, <laughs> and then by the time yeah the, by the time the boys got going on Sky, they'd got an update. Might have been just around nine o'clock or something around that time. saying oh, it's a G four now, but this is what happened, and I was just shocked because I, I did not expect them to do that. No, really, because what happens is it's impossible. We've, we've, we've had discussions over the years. You can't water the track evenly, right, and have the perfect distribution of rain. But not only did they, you know, put water on that, or horses galloping all over it in the morning. Not not the smartest thing for, like, the hottest day of the year in terms of quality horses. Now, in the end, performances were great, but yep. it could have affected some horses. And then when I look at the lane bias, that was the other little telltale sign as well, Ralphie that there were a, a few of the winners coming in lanes 12, 13, 14, which generally doesn't happen. And the and the leader, maybe this is the reason why they, this happened, is maybe they wanted to try and even the performances for the leaders because leaders usually on pace horses get a pretty good advantage. Now, I, I did communicate like... On the radio show on the friday that you there's no problems you can come from midfield as long as you're inside that you know the elastic band we talk about like eight links maximum six and the majority of winners that's where they came from Ralphie. they came midfield back the back markers are the one that surprised me more and where they came from this is further confirmation about the lanes right and how they did the watering and then what happens as the track starts to dry Guess where you had to be? You had to be. Yeah, you had to be no further out the lane uh, six, seven, right? And you couldn't be any worse back than midfield, or in this case, you couldn't be any worse back than four lengths from the leader, which is bang on what the historical says. If just looking at the last fifteen years, for instance. So, Ralphie, that's the disappointment. The yep. horses didn't disappoint, but there's no <laughs> doubt some of them were impacted.
0: No, I just wanted to give that insight because I'm thinking. I'm watching early. I'm thinking. Well, the jockeys aren't stupid. They're, they're no. going to go to where they think the best ground is. Always, so they avoided. The, they avoided the rails, and then later in the day, they went to the inside. And some of the commentary was, "Well, there you go. It shows there was nothing wrong with the fence." No, no, no. There was something wrong with the fence. It's just when the track dried out, then there was nothing wrong with the fence.
1: Ah, exactly. And this is what <laughs> happened. And, and yeah. it took some time, right? And we 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 got that in the last three races of the card. It was just like exactly how. My expectation, that's how I believe it should have played all day. Now, I'm not saying it's the world's worst decision, but it definitely could have been done smarter than the way it was.
0: All right. From now on, we're talking the positive (laughs) stuff, and there was some real positive about some high-quality stuff. Let's start with the – it was Golden Slipper Day, so let's start with the Golden Slipper. And, uh, well, I I don't know if he's probably there anyway, but if there's a Mount Rushmore trainers, Vince, it's uh, Bart Cummings, Tommy Smith, uh, Colin Hayes, and uh, Chris Wallace now uh, up on the mountain with him.
1: Yeah, he really is. This is probably something that he, he's really wanted to achieve in terms of performance. Shinzo, like, the eye was on it from the trials. It's been a slow mature, but the, there was evidence there last start. This is a horse that could be one of those outsiders. that could be the big leaper. So it wasn't a surprise at all. And probably, as it turns out, for that race, Ralphie, thank goodness the track had completely dried out by then because... This really did help uh, Shinzo come up up along the inside and get the little get the. Well, I'm not going to say it's a big edge, but definitely get some sort of an edge. And the ride, it wasn't the world's best ride in terms of how you drive a horse to victory, but performance wise, 2.6 lengths faster than. That's what we were predicting, Ralphie. We the, somewhere around that range was the expectation that the horses could get to that level. It is below. Typically, of what we've seen in the past, the speed of the race was uh, just over three lengths faster than standard. So, definitely, with the runner, the Gay Waterhouse runner not running, that softened a little bit that speed. But the performance in the mid race was very solid. We could see that the majority of the field were racing typically around that two, two and a half lengths faster than standard. And, of course, we're going to have some fatigue in the end, which usually happens. But Shinzo, Ralphie, from the 600-metre mark to the 200-metre mark, basically kept losing its velocity, right, going from 2.4 above all the way down to uh, 2.2 below. Like, in other words, two-and-a-half lengths slowing between the six and the four, then slowed another three-quarters of a length before rebounding in the straight, and this this is the big thing, Ralphie, over the last 200 metres, the advantage of being closer to the fence when the tr- track's dry, the only runner to break benchmark over the last 200 metres. So,
0: yeah, I was going to p- not pick you up, but I mean, get you to explain further that uh, when, when you said about the ride wasn't the best on the technicals because people will say, well, Ryan, you're a world s- superstar, and you are. But what, what you're explaining there is the horse did lose momentum. So uh, ex- yes. extra tick to the horse to be able to pick up.
1: Yeah, extra tick. And, and so um, well done for the rider to trust his judgment. So I'm going to stick to the inside. Maybe maybe he didn't have too many places to go, but there were opportunities. He probably could have shifted ground, right? Yeah. But he, he, he said, no, we're going to go you know, the shortest way home. And that paid off for him. And the horse was strong. You know, let you know, let's look at that as well. I mean, overall, I love measuring the last thousand meters, Ralphie, to give me insight. This horse is doing all the things and the characteristics of a horse that likes more ground as well. It was top 15 for the day in terms of that. And overall on the scorecard, on a t- big day like this 16th best performance today. day another fantastic sign about the quality of this horse and we we de- well look it's colt hopefully we're going to see a lot more of because this horse has got a lot more to give and it just looks like it's just starting to come good
0: well what we've got is you know real apples to apples comparison on the quick backup how often do we say on the quick backup you want a slow tempo race and uh, and then that's it's almost like a very fast barrier trial for you and that that can bring you to your top so a week earlier, he won at Rose Hill over 1,200 metres.
1: Correct. Correct. So, uh, fantastic. Well, but what, the, what was the
0: difference in speed, race to race, and the performances? is what I want to Well, okay, yeah. Well, when yeah. we're
1: looking at it from that perspective, absolutely, rough. I mean, 4.6 lengths below benchmark first section. Yep. Yeah. The horses had to turn up and run 0.3 below. So, it's, it's, it's a sharp increase. And, and the horse... Definitely had to run to its best through the first section, which is what it did. What I loved was the overall, the way it handled itself, particularly when the surge came between the 8 and the 400. Now, when I say surge, it wasn't a big surge, but it was a pressure surge, Ralphie. Not an easy thing to do, and this is something the horse hasn't been able to do. And this sort of demonstrates how the stable has sort of managed. It must be so difficult for two-year-olds to be able to get them to just find more and come to a place where they're going to be mature enough to handle, you know, that sort of pressure in the mid-race.
0: It looks like Cylinder's the horse that, uh, you know, just rock-solid type performer. But I want to ask you about King's uh, 1.4 for Cylinder. King's Gambit. Um, Measuring up the data with what we were watching pre-race, which was the horse looked like it went through a car wash. So obviously he wasn't, he, he hadn't paraded really well. He was just foamy sweat and everything, but uh, he might have a, a real sprinter's uh, engine under that
1: bonnet. Uh, that, I thought that that performance was tough. Yeah. Like really, really tough. Because if you have a good look at this, Ralphie, realistically, if, to be like inside that two length band, the majority of the horses that filled up the first seven or eight positions, you know, finishing positions, the next horse who was traveling two lengths below benchmark or slower, you had to go to little bro Ralphie. So that's how tough it was to be able to actually make enough ground to be in the finish. See Shinzo was another one, 1. 1.3 lengths closer. Cylinder was like just tagging that lead pack, you know, a couple of lengths off that lead speed. And that's, where you probably had to be, Rolf. You really couldn't be much further back than that. So she, I felt Shindos did a – I mean, Kings Gambit did a terrific job.
0: All right. Uh, we might just go go a race further on to, uh, to the Galaxy. Vince, uh, Maria Mia was a horse we had a good look at on the Friday on our podcast, and this is what you had to say. And uh, and speaking of Joe Pride, you've got Maria Mia, I suppose, from a from a rebound perspective because she exploded into a new PB two starts
1: back, and that said, uh, there was every chance she was flat last start. Yeah, so this is the headache horse for me, right? Seeing his believing in that run at Rose Hill, Rolfie, that was like, wow, four point one best of the day. I go, a repeat of that performance or a lift off that run would make you a horse that should be considered. For an Everest, right, if you could just make that next step. And it didn't, right? It went reverse. And and yep. I'm, I'm with you. I re, I'd say definitely flat. I mean, have a look at all three sections, 8.3 above when you combine it all together. So there was nowhere to rest. So, uh, yes, I probably thought, you know, 21 days the horse could rebound. But, again, it found itself in a position at the subsequent snap and the step up to the 1300, was faced with the race again with no rest and had to use a lot of energy and probably didn't appreciate that extra 100 meters on that day. So if this horse rebounds and can reproduce what it did at Rose Hill two starts back, then this is the big value runner.
0: All right, Vince. Uh, there was a headache, of course you described it. She could rebound. She was stunning. All our members, by the way, got best of the day write-up for when she did win that race uh, on in January because, of course, members do get best of the day write-ups each and every week from both Melbourne and Sydney. And what we actually wrote specifically, I want to you know, underline this and th- this gives you an idea of how we do tag and measure the right horse, Maria Mayer, links above benchmark, ranked best of the day. This was super. First up to start a second prep for Joe Pride a fortnight earlier. Also, this tracking distance was best of the day, but 0.5 links above benchmark. So he's not only crushed it, but got to a new PB from what, we assume was an outlier win at Mooney Valley, November twenty one, went three point three lengths above benchmark. I, was, I finished by saying this level is good enough to win a second tier group one, such as the Saint or Goodwood. Looks another successful Joe Pride recruit following Eduardo. Didn't win a second tier group one, Vince. It won a first tier group one.
1: Yeah, look, if I've got to cry about anything in Sydney on the day, this is probably the one horse that I would have. You know that I, Well, I mean, I was with Uncommon James, but yep. Maria Me was the one that I knew could blow me out. And that's the one I cried about because obviously it was, you know, tremendous price. And we knew that there was a 4.1. I just couldn't work through the body of data that I had to... You know, really, frank the four one or the three three at this distance, and that was the biggest headache for me. And I'm because I'm a simple guy, I I just couldn't find any of the data that could pin it. So obviously, when you've got to come, you're going to go left or right. I, I went with uncommon James. You keep the place but, inside though. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But my goodness, this confirmed the thoughts of two starts back, Ralphie. That yep. This, this horse has got more to more to give. I'm certain of that, Ralphie. Well, you have a look at what it did here: 1.3 links below benchmark first section. Beautiful move in the mid race, going 3.3 above right, and then finished off last 400 with a plus 2.4. But more importantly, I look at that last 200 meters: a savage tapered backwards of um, 3, 3.1 links, and just and was too good and was too good. The that, that just shows
0: you the pressure because – and this is another way of looking at what you've just said. I mean, fourth best last 800, 800 of the day, but has won an 1,100 group one with just the 37th best last 200 of the day. So all these horses were very tired late, and that, uh, that just shows you the high sustained pressure.
1: Yeah, and I, I am confident that Maria Mia is better at 1,200 metres as well. Yep. And the reality is uh, – I'm uh, right now, I know it's a six-year-old mare, but there it is. It's a 4.4. I. I See no reason why this horse can't bring that back to 1200 metres with something more.
0: It's interesting the comments of Damien Lane after the race. I'm surmising here, but he basically said yep. this horse is still learning. So he, he matched his uh, Caulfield win, which was enormous in August, and uh, that's still a very nice figure. And I think he's, uh, if they, I assume, they'll give him a little bit of a freshen up, miss the TJ, and go back home to uh, Queensland. And gee, there's going to be some races for him up there as well.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt, Raw.
0: Vince Eduardo, he just wasn't right.
1: No, nah, but he wasn't. But I, I've got to make that note, Ralphie, about the slowdown that's uncharacteristic of Nash. Between the 8 and the 6, 2.5, then losing 3.7 lengths between the 6 and the 400. So a one yeah. point, you know, a, a, you know, like a pretty savage slowdown and then rebound with a plus one and then obviously, you know, completely catapulted, you know, and been, you know, to going, I guess, you know. Far too poorly for that horse. So overall, probably not the best uh, way to end with Eduardo. And um, I probably have to put a little bit of a label there. Not the best ride that I've seen Nash do either.
0: Well, let's uh, let's, let's go to one of the best rides we've ever seen, <laughs> seen him do in his fantastic career. This is what you said about Nash and Lindemann on the Friday
1: podcast. Question marks about Lindemann getting 2,000 metres. Well, I, I can't see that. I can't see it at all. There's nowhere in, fact, in the, data. the
0: yep. Yeah, just just on that on that, that big first that big run two starts back and yep. the wallet communication and then being soft in the day in the round with Guinea's yes. on a soft track. I think the communication was this is actually what it's grand final is.
1: Yep. I agree. Totally agree with you. And it's got that run out the way. And you know, and this is one of the key ingredients you've got to look for when you're looking at horses that are venturing up to 2,000 metres first time, it's very important to understand what's their sustained speed like over 1,000 metres. Because if you've only got 800 metres of sustained speed, it may not be enough, depending on the – because you're going to be governed by race shape then. In other words, if they go really slowly and you've got great sustained speed over the last 800 metres, you're going to run 2,000. But if there's run with a little bit of pressure, and, you know, a bit of pressure for me, I'm just talking benchmark. I'm not talking anything crazy, Right then you've got to be able to demonstrate 1,000 metres sustained speed. So now let's have a look at this horse. His overall 1,400 metres of sustained speed is 7.7. His 1,000 metres sustained speed is in excess of eight. So that gives me clear clarity that this horse will have absolutely no issues running 2,000 metres. And I'm talking about 2,000 metres at a good speed. I don't know if it's going to be a good speed tomorrow. They might just roll steady Eddie below benchmark because it yep. might be a race tactic. because Nash is too smart, Ralphie. <laughs> he's way too smart. If he, if he doesn't have to apply pressure early, he's not going to do it. He'll, he might just pull the trigger like a Kerr uh, McAvoy or Williams and says, I'm going to ignite the fire at the 1,000 and turn it into a contest. And then that's going to be pressure for everyone else.
0: Nash is too smart, Vince.
1: <laughs> oh, Ralphie, this one I was very happy about. I, it was a, it was, it was a terrific price. Yeah, it was a terrific price, but oh, I didn't feel they were going to get away with that sort of speed. 8.4 links below benchmark. Now, s- sorry, when I say that, I reckon the ground had a lot to do with the right around the back because this was typical about what was going on, and there's no doubt there was plenty of giving that ground around the back, Ralphie. And in this case, it turned out to be okay. Although I'm not a big fan of believing that Linderman's a superior wet ground handler, by the way. I, I feel this horse is, you know, gonna be at its best on dry ground. And we I guess we started to see that from the home turn on was the squeeze in the mid race was sensational. And it was a mint a monster mid race move. <laughs> it was it was that powerful. You just really couldn't afford to um, give the leaders more, or the leader more than a, a length or two, and this is powered by Nash. He, he did a Craig Williams, just said, "Let's go, let's put the and Burns down in the mid because we've had the easiest first half of the race." and So watching well done.
0: it, watching it, and yes, I was barracking um, at the 800 meter mark. I thought Nash, you've got to get going, and he did, and. To the eye, it said, he's got going at the 800-metre mark. And this is the power of a good jockey not waiting until the home turn.
1: No, and that's exactly right. He he judged it superbly. He was in the best possible lane, I would say, where you, you had needed to be on the track. And, and the, I felt the horse showed plenty of fight at the end because it looked like he was going to get beaten, and he didn't.
0: <laughs> he's just amazing. And even on the – he looked like he kicked back – Talk us through the micro splits of those last 200 metres. Oh. He did kick back.
1: Well, He yeah, always he, leaves something, Nash. Yeah, he, he really did. I mean, if you look at Pericles, right, that last split between the 4 and 2.1 below and the last 200.1 below, well, there's no way that could have been ridden any better, right? Yep. But, but Nash, this is a little bit ugly, but look at this. 6 to the 4 plus 2.1. The four to the two, 1.1 below benchmark. In other words, 3.2 length slowdown compared to Pericles only 2.8. I mean, we're only, we're, you know, we're really just looking at micro straws. So Game less than half the length. <laughs> yep. But then look at this. He rebounded. He got the energy, the maximum energy and, and went 0.2 below benchmark last 200 and actually found three quarters of length. And that made the difference again, you know, in helping the horse to get victory.
0: Uh, I said on my Swanee Pod that I would donate a hundred to the jockeys' trust if Nash got it home, and I did. So there's a little bit of karma in the photo finish, Vince. Very happy with that one.
1: <laughs> well, you said you always get get beaten by what is it, the odds gods or the, the, the over gods? Yeah, well, yeah, no, you didn't this different. time. <laughs>
0: no. All right. Uh now let's let's get to a couple of uh, listener que- listener questions here. We'll, we'll, we'll bundle them up because we're about to talk about two absolute superstars of Australian racing, and yes. One's only just had one run, run in, uh, in Australian racing. Um, this is from Chris. Uh, what does Dubai Honours performance tell us about the horse and the rest of the field? Uh, from Jim. Can Dubai Honour or anyone else for that matter beat Animo on the Queen Elizabeth? I would think not. And last Saturday, uh, uh, sorry, uh, last Saturday, solid hit out, will bring Animo to his peak with three-week break to come. However, he could be vulnerable if it was a heavy track, so we'll get to that. And then from Daniel, Dubai Honor, wow. Has there ever been a higher IVR performance off a minus 11 first section before? Very interesting question. In hindsight, where his races overseas similar slow early speed race shape? Will he thrive even more in a faster sustained tempo? So let's get to these two, two huge performances and races on Sunday. Firstly, Dubai Honor, this is what you had to say on the Friday podcast. <music> So, gee, my Honor, you reckon this guy is good at targeting Australia? I know stats can can be taken any which way, but I looked at this. He's had ten runners at seven dollars fifty and under in Australia for seven winners. <laughs> William Agus. <Haggis. laughs> yeah, good at well, of for Australia.
1: He is pretty good, and the and the scary part is this. You know, I've pinned it. You know, like it, where we've got it right now, and that is uh, one point seven. He's just super lightly raced, Ralphie, and come on you know like this horse could just explode this horse could absolutely explode tomorrow and find two or three lengths just instantly
0: well you Vince, you said he could explode did he explode
1: oh wow (laughs) explosion was the understatement and it was in a, a serious serious fashion firstly here we are. He, I mean, yeah, okay, we just come back to the trainer, right? Wow, he comes up and he goes eleven and a half below benchmark first section. Now I'm I'm pretty confident at this time of the day we are getting this ground improving, but still, there it is. The mid race move was colossal. Seriously, for a horse, first up, there it is sixteen point six lengths. But the last four hundred is what the game's all about. Six point nine lengths above the IVR benchmark, just a thumping performance, right? Like put the competition and, and itself like a, at a different level and not many horses could do that at the moment. That's racing, maybe only one. And there it is, and 5.9 overall, savage improvement on you know the, the figure. I mean, i pin the horse at 1.7 genuinely and the possibility to go into the threes. Lightly raced horse, you don't know where it's going to end up, right? And well, I do now. <laughs> I do now. This is a, this is going to be a world class horse.
0: <laughs> These last four sections, three point eight. Uh, sorry, three. is that 3 or 3.0? How's my glasses. No, going.
1: 8 to the 6 plus 3, Ralph. is 6 plus to the 4 plus, plus 2.1. A little bit of a slowdown. But then yeah. the momentum build, the 4 to the 2, 2.5 above. And last 200 metres, 4.4 links faster than standard. Just said, catch me if you can.
0: Fifth best last 200 of the day on Golden Slipper Day.
1: <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, at and the end look at of the other 2, end. Meters. Yeah, and look at the other end, the last 1,200, fourth best.
0: Yep. Well, that's that true for, too, yeah. Oh,
1: because if you're looking now for sustained speed,
0: he's yep. got it
1: in shovels. He's got
0: loads yeah. of it. <laughs> exactly right. Wow. We All right. So that's a pretty special horse. And the other horse that we know is already special is Animo. Uh, well, I even put it to you cheekily on the Sunday vids. Would you rather have 100 to win Animo or 100 to place fangirl? It didn't matter. They ran one two. They were both fantastic. Animo, you said it could be a sideways run and... It sort of suggested, if we're looking at the data, that James Cummings still got a bit of an locker for this, Queen Elizabeth.
1: Well, what I was happy about was this. I was very nervous. I mean, I know the horse trap was trapped, you know, wider than what you would like, right? But the reality is this seven point three lengths below the benchmark standard. For the first half of the race let's call it 700 meters nice move in the mid-race uh, not as dynamic as the other runner we just spoke about right but still a really nice move because you're, you're running against race shape right yeah and the move was 7.3 virtually and then of course dynamic finish 8.7 lengths above last four uh, 6.7 lengths above last four hundred you know that was enough to get victory for this particular horse. And more importantly for me was I was wrapped because I I was hoping this horse was going to get a lot closer to the fives or in the fives, you know, in terms of our overall, you know, sort of Q figure. And there it is, 4.8 above, another step in the right direction. So the horse has started the campaign with a plus 1.8 and now fourth running, it's plus 4.8. And hopefully... We're going to see that last step come when it steps out next. But it, it, it will if it's, this other runner is going to compete again. It's going to be a monster race. You won't be able to go and hide that day. <laughs> it's very
0: exciting. How well Fangirl going this prep?
1: Uh, I expected Fangirl to come and play. This yep. was the day that I felt if, if if you're ever going to be ready, it's now. And really what this horse did, I thought it was fantastic, Ralphie Had to give Animo a couple of lengths head start through the first 700 metres, pretty much matched it in terms of how far above or below the benchmark you were in terms of the 8 to the 400. The squeeze was bigger, but it was like 0.3 below. And then the last 400 went like a jet, 8.6 above last 400. I reckon that's about as fast as the horse can go, Ralphie, in terms of like 400 metre acceleration. It was just excellent. And the horse definitely gave everything that it had and couldn't have done it. In some views, it was almost a golden race shape for this particular run, and given the setup that it had leading into this, uh, you know, like, of course, if you had gone a length or two fast, I don't think it would have dulled the finish that much. It probably would have been able to still hold that type of aggressive finish, and really, that was probably the highlight reel, along with a couple of other horses that I felt that also went superb as well really late there were, that may not be uh, sort of spoken about, but hopefully you're going to pick it up in the sizzlers, Ralphie.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let's let's row one down. I reckon yep. this Osipenko. We just mentioned Chris Waller's got Fangil going the Doncaster. He might be thinking, I can corner the Doncaster because to me, looking at that setup off a soft tempo, this horse can handle pressure. I reckon this looks a like Doncaster horse too. Well,
1: uh, here's my dilemma now, Ralphie. Yep, it's going to get back down to, and I, I hate saying this, right? Because yeah. this is not fair, right? For all the form students, all the trainers, owners are they going to play with hoses? Right. Leading in. Are they? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the if they're going to let nature take its course, yeah. do they get the hoses out when it rains? No. No, but they can't bring the sun there, can't they? They just <laughs> can't do that. But they can have artificial rain dances, right? <laughs> so I don't know, Ralph. I'm not sure with Osipenko if it's just all too early. Yes. Because you've got to remember, if the hoses stay away and we've got a genuine fast track, you know what happens in a Doncaster, right? They could be going plus six to eight first section. It's still probably travelling five lengths above in the second. Is that horse really and truly ready for that? That's big to do that. Now, has this horse potentially got the talent? Of course, right? Of course it's got the talent potentially. I mean, in that run... On, you know, on the weekend was fantastic. It was an overall 3.2. It was a, a nice surge up, giving everybody confidence. This horse has still got more to come, but it's just going to get down to right, race dynamics, You see, to get away with that here is one thing, but to be able to try and do that, if you're going to have two hot first sections, sometimes you just got to be a bit more seasoned. That's all.
0: All right. Well, there's a couple of who can't handle pressure. They were at Mini Valley on, on Saturday in the All-Star Mile, so we'll switch across to that. Uh, firstly, a couple of our member questions. Um, well, this is from Matt. No question, Ralphie. Just a thank you to both for hitting them out of the park yesterday. May God give non-conformist strength. <laughs> so he's uh, he's barracking for non conformists in the Australian Cup uh, this week, and that's what we're doing this Friday. So uh, there'll be a, a deep dive into the bmw meeting all the all the features there that comes with final edition race speed profiles and we will have an upgrade option for you if you want to get only as in no race speed profiles the william reed Mooney valley friday night and the Australian Cup on the Saturday, you'll get an early edition for Fleming and of race speed profile, so There so no write-ups there if you get the upgrade option. So either the full uh, Rose Hill meeting or you can upgrade and get the two Melbourne group ones that are happening next weekend. So as, uh, as um, Matt said, he's, he's barracking for non-conformists and we'll be able to break you down those uh, races on the Friday. So you can get that via racetrackrelfew.com.au, via the podcast previews, and you get Vince Cardi's daily sectionals Um Final edition of Race Speed Profiles. The All-Star Mile, Vince, well, we said it was nice and clear what was going to happen pre-race uh, because the Keats team had flagged it. Uh, Craig knew it wasn't going to die wondering. He was going to go out and out in front and, uh, and create heat on Keats.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 6.8 above. Well, that's more like it. You know when the hoses aren't around, you're going to allow horses to do what they can, right? Yep. And that's run on fast ground because – Great horses, good horses, right? Only slow ones don't like running on quick ground, <laughs> right? And that's that's a fact. That is. You can go excellent. through the history of time, all the all the greatest, you know, professional form students of uh, that have walked the turf and and graced the planet long before I was here. They all had a common thread: that uh, slow horses they only get advantaged under two scenarios when they're meeting the faster horses and they're a lot fitter, or if the heavens open up, just uh, <laughs> brings them a lot closer together. Well, it wasn't we the case. As you said,
0: they're flying. So, absolutely. six point
1: six point eight above super speed, yep. and and mind you, in the mid race, this is you know real high level racing. It was absolutely hot. This is probably the highest pressure race we've seen this year so far, well, and I should say for the season, like. You have a look at the breakdown. Let's start with Mr. Brightside for an example. Three lengths faster than standard for the first 800 metres. Between the 8 and the 4, increased its pace, right to go 3.5 above. And no, how does the horse maintain that velocity over the last 400? Add it all together before you do any adjustments. There it is, bang, plus 10. I haven't seen that for a while. This is uh, absolutely high-flying sensational in terms of um, what we want to see out of quality horses and mr brightside has delivered everything that I now understand that the, definitely the the Hayes team were, were you know had that belief they've had that belief since last prep that this horse has got it and, and it delivered
0: well you mentioned this that it could be they better loosen up because that I mean that's what they that, that's what the communication was yes and 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 the the explanation of why they were saying it was Better Loosen Up came through his classes, win, 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 win. (laughs) you know, through Eclipse Stakes and things like that, and then he just got himself to the absolute Monster Elite level, and now this horse has done the same.
1: And the beauty is, you know, if I look at Better Loosen Up, was was a genuine mid eights horse, right? Right. And not knowing about its numbers in Japan, because I wasn't smart enough then to work out how to do (laughs) anything there, right? But the reality is, this horse is trending to that level, isn't it?
0: So we wrote in now after this, uh, after the Faturity, when he ran second to uh, Alligator Blood. This is on our Sizzlers. Airborne and on target for the All Star mile, where a high pressure race shape could see him produce his all time PB of 4.1 when winning the Doncaster, given that was on genuinely wet ground. Minus 6.6800 for plus nine mid race, plus 6.7 last 400. Best last 600, 400, 200 of the day, he couldn't have done much more on this race shape. While well, he's come off his 3.2 first up in the oar, there he produced a 14.5 length midway squeeze. So some flatness just two weeks later is understandable. With three weeks to his grand final, he should run to his very best with ordinary luck Well, he's produced a PB. Well,
1: he has, Ralphie? <sighs> that first up run at Sandown talked about the flatness. The big finish... At the second up run at Sandown, you know, off again, very similar pace the first up, but no mid was fantastic. But here, he put everything together. Unbelievable to go from 6.6 below last start. This is first section to three three lengths above. That's asking a horse for a supreme effort because a lot of horses, when they face with that scenario, at some given point in, in a race, the chinks gonna come out and you're gonna you're gonna flounder and
0: Well I think the I think exactly what you're saying is shown with I'm Thunderstruck. I don't think he's got the same ticker as Mr. Brightside because he had to do the same as Mr Brightside. Their, their first two runs were near identical.
1: Well yes I'm glad you came to that horse because really interesting, you know, internal discussions uh, after the event of us that was run at Sandown before this run, you know, was there a chance that, you know, did it look like the horse wants to give up, right? Yeah. And the reality was you had to be fair on the horse and say, well, no, the data probably points more to a flatness, right? And here's his chance, and, and you're right, Ralphie. There it is. The 2.7 links faster than standard. It's great. This horse can do it, but what it didn't have to um, – well, when I say <sighs> – I'm going to throw this one out to you, Ralphie – Between the eight and the four, the horse went from 2.7 above to plus five. Yeah. And then dropped off. I'm not going to say savage because it was pretty even, the two splits. Uh, Four to two, two lengths below, last 200, 2.2 below. But let's have a look at this run. This is the. I went and found a comparison run because I had to try. I've got to try and answer this question for myself, right? Yeah. First and foremost. Just cast your mind back, Ralphie, to. 9th of October, two thousand and twenty-one, Group One race. When it won, two Yep. This I felt this is the horse at its absolute best. Right, two point seven above first section. Funny, same speed. Right. Yep. Four point four. Okay, half a length above. Five lengths here, but you see that last four hundred, Ralphie. Four point one above here. We've got an eight length inferior performance. Why?
0: Well, he was listed as EIPH, but I think what 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 All adds right. up with the data, whether that's intestinal fortitude or just the horse having an issue, the reality is he's not putting it together and hasn't since then. He's just been a run on horse, and that you know some horses savage the line, and some horses uh, stopped savaging the line. I think I like this horse felt a bit of pain in that spring because then after that he went to the Golden Eagle and won that as well, and since then he's been a run on type horse.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's well put, Ralphie, because I. Now, on this, you'd say, okay, he, he, he doesn't like that sort of medicine. And now he, for me, he's going to be a race-shaped runner. It, not not going to detract from him so, because, look, his performance of minus 1.2, you know, we've got to keep that real. A long time since this horse ran negatively. Now, we have to go all the way back to a heavy track, 2,000 metres first time in its life back in April of last year, right? I yep. mean, realistically, before then, Go and try and find a run below benchmark for this horse. It's not there.
0: No, no.
1: So I, I'm not sitting here and say the horse is done, but it definitely didn't appreciate that and isn't the same horse as then. And, and th- this happens to some horses. They get too smart. They know, hey, it's too hard for him giving up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I'm t- now, Mr. Brightside, he said, let's keep going. Uh, let's, get, let's, get, let's get the Rocky out, right? <laughs> like Cascadian, get the Rocky out of me.
0: A friend I used to work with 100 years ago when I was a kid uh, is at Lindsay Park, and she said he's just the most kindest, beautiful animal. And, uh, and race day, he just puts the mouth guard in. So that's, it's just fantastic. That's, uh, that's the, the reality of the on-the-ground stuff compared to the numbers we're where putting yep. across. Let's get to the favourite alligator blood. Vince, it was nagging at me. I've got to say it. I'm not being a smart aleck post-race because I had it on Thunderstruck equal and right Brightside right yep. behind it. I couldn't get him so short knowing that he was going to go from a slow tempo first up to a fast tempo second up.
1: Yeah, and that's where he got caught. Uh, it was because it was a real race, three point seven above. Now, mind you, this is the, a speed that alligator blood can cope with, but of course, if you get that applied pressure in the mid race, if you're not ready, you're in a lot of trouble because you can get away with the transfer and speed, like you're talking about, Ralphie, going from four point one below to a plus three point seven, but you need to have some easing in the mid. Yep. to be able to cope, and there wasn't any. This was not a race where you could go and hide in the cupboard. This is this is absolutely like what I love seeing, and we've seen for years and years. Probably not as much in recent couple of years, right? Is top horses run right through brick walls, and you better show up and be ready, and your horses better be ready and, and be battle ready, and that means through you know some hard racing, and that's that's clearly was missing, and you could see. From a training point of view, they've done a great job, but the drop-off was clearly there over the last 200 metres. It lost 0.5. But if we're looking at heart, the horse managed, even though it was losing velocity from the 600, only fell fell away by a length. I mean, that's how determined this horse is, Rolfie. Like a lot and of
0: grit. I asked about Ossie Penko getting a completely contrasting race shape. He's going to go to the Doncaster now rock-hard fit.
1: Uh, now, if that's where they're going, yes. you would be uh, you know, have a little smile on your face, yes, for sure.
0: All right, one to consider there. And and the and the veterans cascading in it in the inevitable random place. And I think just from a learning perspective, it's it almost it's almost like the Melbourne Cup where the Bendigo Cup where the Geelong Cup were in a placing's at big odds. Tough horses. Sometimes they they're the ones you've got to be careful leaving out of your multis because, you know, there can be drop-offs and even though we thought it was a three-horse race and so did the market from a winning perspective, yep. that's how you get some value in multis because a tough horse like Cascadian and, and the Inevitable, that they filled the placings and they were going
1: well. Yeah, and, and James Cummings was saying, you know, before the event that he really felt that at home this horse has been like just, you know, rocking the joint down and doing fantastic. And he was right. I mean, look at the turnaround speed for this horse, Rolfie, from 10 leagues below pinch mark. <laughs> To 0.9 below. I mean, we're talking about a savage change, but not so savage in the late, right? Because yep. that horse first up went plus three between the eight and the four and plus 4.1 last 400. And he it found and lifted, gone 5.4 <laughs> above between the eight and the 400. And I could say actually lifted over the last 200. A little bit of a checkered slowdown. And that, that can happen at Moony Valley between the four and the two. Horse probably lost the length and a little bit more than the winner so this was big this run and the only runner from the top eight to come from that position and threaten you know victory
0: oh well you have to get your thinking cap on about this horse uh, and seven day back up into the australian cup so well this will seven make day it...
1: back, okay and where's yes. Mister bright side going ralph because i have to ask you that question
0: uh, I, I assume the Doncaster, but maybe they're just of oh, each other and say, Let, "Let's just reassess." So uh, I, I hope they, they are, are
1: going to Doncaster. I hope they, I hope they, you know, can beat the chest and not give up on the horse because <laughs> Ralphie, why not?
0: Yep, and uh, he may get to a silly price too because, of course, he'll carry a lot more weight than when he won last year.
1: Oh, I forgot about that yet.
0: <laughs> All right, look, fantastic. Great to talk about some deep racing now. There are a couple of other really good performances on both cards. Uh, three in particular, I want to ask you about. So we've done our half hour. We, well, in fact, we've gone overtime here. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to charge anyone. But uh, but we've got overtime for about half hour. Got it through all the big races. But our Group One members will get a little bonus podcast this morning as well. Uh, there's some really big performances that I think uh, are real eye openers for going forward. So I'll ask you about that now. Uh, little Group One exclusive podcast. If you want to be a Group One member or a listed member and support the fact we're corporate bookmaker ad free, just go to my website. via the links to the podcast. And you can do that and you will get this morning's bonus podcast. In the meantime, thanks so much for checking out our Year Round Carnival podcast.